So, so you're kind of like a really, really quick masturbator? Yeah. Like how long? Less than three minutes. Come on. That's it? Mm-hmm. It's like that, that saying, you ever hear that saying, dine and dash? Yeah. 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 Yours is kind of like wank and walk. Wank and walk. I like that. You're riding down the Harland Highway. All right, hold tight on the Harland Highway show. Harland Williams. Um, hey, here we go. You ready? You ready to do this? I'm ready. Let's hit the theme music. Hit it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, now, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. You're on the Harland Highway podcast. And uh, my special guest today, probably the most beautiful guest that's ever graced the Harland Highway really? podcast. That is quite a compliment because I've seen who's been on this podcast. Well, Kevin Nealon's not as good looking as he used to be. True. Yeah. He's a little bit past his prime. Yeah. But Crystal, and say your last name because I'm going to screw it's it okay, up. okay, Denha. Yeah. So just like it's spelled. Oh, it is. The same way, Den. Okay, because I was going to say Dene, and so I'm glad you. People always think it's a lot sexier of a last name than it is, but it's pretty simple. Denha. Mm -hmm. It's, but it's not. It's exotic, which I like. Do you like that word? Exotic. I love the word exotic. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like if I were going to have you choose any word, that would be the one I'd want from you. And you got it. Thank you. Because you you are exotic. You're very exotic looking. Thank you. you. You're like an exotic car on a. Harland Highway yeah. full of Priuses and Passats. What car would it be? What was is it like a Lamborghini or are <sighs> we going earth friendly and is it gonna be like a Tesla? No, I think you're you're like classy. You got a classiness to you. So I am gonna throw a little bit of Bentley, a little bit of Rolls Royce, and then and then you know that that kind of sexy, yeah, like Lamborghini, Aston Martin type mm, of thing. I like that. So it's like a hybrid of all those, except I'm a gas guzzler. No, you're you're like beyond gas or electric. You're like nuclear fusion. Like wow. just yeah, you just you create your own energy. We're really starting this podcast off right know, beautifully. Yeah, I mean, by the way, I said Passat. What have you ever heard of that car? I've heard of it. Uh, I wouldn't really want to be described as one, but <laughs> how do I you have heard of it? How do you say it? Pass- Passat. I think you said it right. Yeah. Right? It sounds like a silent fart to me, that car. A Passat? Yeah. Ooh, that's... Like, you ever been in a movie theater and had a Passat? Uh, I personally have never had one, but I've been next to someone that had yeah. a Passat, and it yeah. was tough on the entire theater. Oh, God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoever named that, horrible. It is a bad name. It's probably yeah. the worst named vehicle, I would yeah. say. Your name's beautiful, too, Thank on you. top of it, though. Thank like, you. sometimes everything just fits. It works, right? It works. And I look at you and the hair, the, the and I hope you don't get self-conscious about people talking about your beauty. No, I'm loving it. I'm almost, you know. You are? Almost past the age where people are going to do that. So I'm going to take it all in, okay? Well, let me ask you this. Are you competitive about it? Like, are you? No, but I do like attractive women a lot. You so, do? Yeah. Oh, really? Not to like, you know, yeah, just... scissor, but like. I like, you know, I like, I, actually, I don't know. I like every, you know, I like all shapes and sizes and beauty looks. This is, I'm already coming across so vain. No, no, no. <laughs> but nobody's ever used the term scissor on this show. And, oh, really? and I think I know what it means, mm-hmm. but I'm not a hundred percent. Can you, in layman's terms? You know, what's so funny is I thought, you know, before I really learned about, you know, 
girl on girl stuff. Okay. I really thought scissoring was a big part of, you know, lesbian lifestyles. Okay. But I guess it's not from what I've heard from, oh. you know, the, the few lesbians I've interviewed about it. It's fringe. Um, it's like on the fringe of lesbian Aussieism. Well, scissoring is like your vagina vagina and it's just kind of mm. rubbing and you're getting off like through the, I guess, rubbing the clitoris. If I'm not mistaken, but then I talked to someone and they're like, it's not really a thing we do. Um, and that it's just sort of glamorized in porn. And it's so funny oh. because I gave up porn for a, a little while ago, but kind of like broke a couple days ago. And the first scene that came up was scissoring. And I was like, oh, so wow. it is a thing in porn. So I don't think it's that big in like the lesbian community. But if you interview a lesbian, I'd be interested in you asking her. Wait, so just so the lay person who mm-hmm. doesn't know what scissoring is, because... Well, it's just obvious, right? Yeah, can we so here's demonstrate? A what, sure. Yeah. Two, but you got to say what these are, the Vs. Are those scissors? These are <laughs> these are two women's legs, right? Okay. What's in between the legs? P- For women. Meat. Uh, vagina vagina okay. okay and then you you're gonna scissor right you're okay. scissoring but then you're going in like rock paper scissors yeah as in like you have a tie okay like this okay and i think that that's i i feel like we should call you know like when who wants to be a millionaire you get to call someone call like, a lesbian the, friend can we do you have any C- could i call a lesbian friend god i don't know if, i do, think they'll tell us in the comments yeah people in the comments tell us if the, so what are we asking them specifically scissoring is it's this, it's this. it has to what else could it be yeah right i mean i did watch it in a like a porno yeah. the other day. This is what they were doing. They were just literally rubbing against each other, yeah. which I think makes sense because when women masturbate, they're putting like a rabbit or a some sort of vibrating thing on their clitoris. So it makes yeah. sense the two of them, you know, two women doing, it makes sense that that's, that has to be what it is. I wonder if Vulcans do like uh, industrial scissoring, like they do the live long and scissor. I think that's exactly what people wanted is, you know, you give them the vision of two women and then you're like, let's, Take it up a notch and well, this talk be, about Vulcans. This would be two women lesbian scissoring, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. this would be two Vulcan women oh, so scissoring. The, the Vulcans are a little thicker. Well, this is, have you ever seen Star Trek? How this did is you their do thing. That? Oh my lord! Live long and scissor. I could do it. <laughs> wow, that's, I'm shocked that I could do that. Okay, the, the shocker. I did you like say the, the shocker? The um, I think that the vo you did on that was a little unnecessary with the slurping. Well, it's Vulcans. Okay. Vulcans are slippery. Okay, they I do think the slurp what I noise. think. Well, I think when Spock is scissoring with one of his, and by the way, with that haircut, you know Spock's a lesbian, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like for full sure. on. For sure. At the bangs and the. Looking lesbian. Though. It's a good-looking lesbian. Some pock marks under the makeup, but but you know when Spock gets to scissoring with McCoy down in the sick bay, that mm. there's some. It sounds like somebody stepped on a tribble. Right. I feel like these jokes are better suited for someone that watches whatever the fuck you're talking about. Well, you can't. Don't feel I, alienated I because feel most alienated. people don't even know what a scissoring is. And by the way, if there's any lesbians out there, right. I'm not a lesbian. But if there's two lesbians. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Staples tomorrow, and if two of you want to come and scissor with me in the, uh, you know, the office supply aisle. That's, I feel like, oh my God, that would be such a good porn. Oh. Like scissoring in the office supply. Scissoring in the, yeah, but that's the thing. You do that, and then all of a sudden you wake up with a sticky note on your ass. But that's the fun in it, you know? Okay. Everything's already been done. We're trying to look for a unique spin on it, and I feel like this is your calling. Yeah. 
I know you dabble in a lot of things producer-wise. Yeah. This might be a little inappropriate considering your other projects, but what, it is worth thinking about. Or maybe throw it down the line to another comic that could maybe do it. Well, what about you get you get going scissoring in the in the aisle there, and you get those uh, really expensive, like, ink refill things squirting all over the place? Right. Well, it depends on what your budget is for the porn, right? <laughs> okay. I mean, does the budget cover that? Well, I figured if you really want to get wild with it and use your surroundings, yeah. I would think that the ink splurting everywhere would be necessary. Because yeah. if there's any place that squirting is appropriate, it's porn. Squirting. Was that what you were watching the other day? You said you were I watching. I, I didn't watch it very long. I didn't even get to see them climax. It was like a. It was like a weird. It, it just it came up. It wasn't anything I searched for. Oh, <laughs> to be clear, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but sometimes stuff will pop up, and it was like a giant party or something where everyone yeah. was kind of. So it just panned. I mean, this, you know, whoever the director was was brilliant. It just kind yeah. of panned on the women at first, like a nice beauty shot. Yeah, of it, and then it went to the more graphic, like a DP. And did you turn it off? Or yes, did you I stay? did. I don't watch that sort of stuff. I watch regular stuff where the women are respected. So. <laughs> you know, it shocked me when when the internet thing started and porn started, like, accessible. I got to be honest, it shocked me when women said they watched it. Because I grew up in a Catholic family, mm-hmm. and I always assumed that women thought it was horrible. And it was, you know, this awful thing that men needed and men watched. But then... As I got older and the internet started, like women like just talk about it and admit yeah. to watching it, sometimes more than guys that I know. Well, I was raised Catholic too. So yeah. talking any sort of sex is a big no-no, but yeah. also porn is a huge no-no. Um, wow. But I think now women are just kind of a little more comfortable with their sexuality. And I think men are being much more supportive of us being comfortable with it and embracing it. Um, I do still feel like it's more so men than women, but now there's this whole ethical porn movement. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. um, Where women are now like directing and shooting porn where it just shows how to properly treat women because a lot of the way that people have sex in porn is not realistic. Like no one is having sex for that long. No one has that kind of stamina, not even Usain Bolt, you know? So is that a reference you don't know? Cause I'm trying to really drop some sports references that maybe you don't know. No, I know Usain Bolt. I just, when you said nobody has that kind of stamina, I just kept my mouth shut. So you feel you do have that kind of stamina? How old are you? Do you mind me asking? Let's just say I'm uh, over 40. Yeah, I'd say I'm age-wise, I'm at least an hour and a half long. Okay, great. You know what I mean? I don't, but I'm going to go with it. Well, you've you heard felt. of dog years. Yeah, I feel like the audience will get that. Stamina years. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah, hour so do and you, a half. Do you feel like women usually are surprised at how much stamina you have? Well, it's hard to be surprised when you walk home like a lobster. <laughs> I mean... You're walking sideways and bashing into light poles. Wow. It's not much time to think. Wow. Yeah. It's that, it's that good, huh? Yeah. That to me isn't good. That to me sounds exhausting. So. But wait, what do women, what's the end game for women watching porn? Like what, what do women watch it? Is it just visually to get aroused or are they doing it to, you know, I hate this term, but rub one out is is it? Is yeah, it, I don't. I think uh, it's a mix of things, right? I uh, think if it gets kind of boring in the bedroom with your long term partner, you watch, you put a little porn on. That's something you could do, right? Yeah. Or uh, women to like for me, I don't like casual sex. I like like monogamous relationships. So yeah. whenever I'm not in a relationship, I feel like I masturbate a lot. So oh wow. Um, for me, I can't do it without 
something on TV or on my laptop. Really? I need a little bit of support in that. Um, But I also, I'll only use a, like there's this little thing that women use. It's called a rabbit. So it's very quick for me. It's like a three minute exercise. (laughs) I guess I'd call it. What's it called? (laughs) It's just a little rabbit. Yeah. Okay, you okay? It's a cucumber. Yeah. I had a feeling the Keep shape talking. of these cucumbers would be a little inappropriate for this show. Harland, are you okay? No, you were talking about masturbating. Oh, I, finished. I finished the conversation. Oh, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, excuse me. Um, but uh, so, so why do you think you need something to watch? Is it a lack of imagination or is it? Yeah, it, lack of imagination. It is. Yeah. Huh. Also, I don't want to have to think. I just want to kind of turn something on, get it going, and be done with it. And, you know, I have a lot of things I like to do throughout the day. Yeah. I don't want this to take up too much time, especially because yeah. I'm not doing it with someone. It's just a very solo endeavor. So, so you're kind of like a really, really quick masturbator? Yeah. Like how long? Less than three minutes. Come on. That's it? Mm-hmm. I'm sure I could drag it on if yeah. I wanted to by maybe watching some bad porn to, like, Kind of get me going, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I gotta find something good. But three minutes, I'm pretty nice. good with the search bar. It's kind of like that, that. So I just I find something right away, and it's great. Yeah, it's like that that saying. You ever hear that saying, "Dine and dash"? Yeah. 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 Yours is kind of like wank and walk. Wank and walk. I like that. I think that's your next uh, merch shirt. Wank and walk. Wank and walk. No, that could be yours. That could be mine. Thank you. Um, but w- when women get all beautied up. Mm-hmm. We gotta shift gears. We gotta get sure. out of the masturbation I know. I, alley. I literally came into this saying, "Don't talk about sex." Really? No. Okay. No more sex. We're done. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but do, do I, you ever hear this thing? And you, I, I know you know the answer. Women get pretty for other women, mm-hmm. not for men. Is that true? No, I feel like it could be to an extent, but. A lot of times, like, when you'll say, like, who are you getting all dolled up for? If yeah. someone's immediate response, and this goes for men, too, is yeah. I do it for myself. It's, like, the number one yeah. response of an incredibly insecure person. It is? There's no, well, there's no way. If that were the case, then you'd get dolled up at home, just sitting at home cleaning and doing things at home. Yeah, you're right. I do feel better when I get up and get dressed and put myself together for the day rather than roll out of bed and go run errands. Yeah. But, um getting like really gussied up. Like now this is the gu- most gussied up I'll get. Yeah. Um, it's definitely for everyone. It's not. Oh, just, it is? Okay. I'm glad to hear that. Me. Yeah. Cause I've heard girls say they, they do it for other women and that just pissed me off. It's well, like, no, cause women like, I think women really like to be desired more so than men. I know that sounds weird cause men are a lot hornier, but I well, feel like. Well, I don't like... know after hearing your <laughs> wank and walk story, I'm starting to wonder. Well, uh, I think outside of me. Yeah, yeah. You think you think men are hornier than women? Oh my god, yes. Really? What? Tell me why? Because I, I sometimes I go back and forth. Like I've met women that just seem way hornier than men. Really? Well, maybe out here. I think in most of the world. Really? Yeah. What? I well, because with men there's less attachment. With women, I feel like a lot of times we need an emotional attachment to yeah. want someone's dick. But like, sorry, can I say that word? You can say whatever okay. you want. Hang on a um, sec. Yeah. <laughs> What was it? But with men, you don't need any sort of, you You know, someone could walk in right now and if you were attracted enough to her, you'd be like, let's, you know. Like if a, if, if you were somewhere, right, and it was just the two of you, some random yeah. girl, and she was like, let's hook up. Mm-hmm. 
You would not, you're single, you'd be like, all right, well, why not? Ye- Women aren't that, it's not, it doesn't. Aren't they though? No, never. I don't, I can't imagine that one woman that I know that if a man walked in randomly and was like, you want this dick? She would not <sighs> say, yeah. Come on, really? She'd be like, 911. Yeah. No, no, I mean. Come on. Not all, come on, guy. <laughs> come on. Come on, Arlen. Not all, no, there's got to be women. Because there's also men out there that if a woman threw herself right. at him, he would go, oh, no, I'm a high-standing right. more. I can't do well, that. Well, majority, I'm saying. Really? The majority the, of the days? men would say yes. The majority of the women would say no is what I think. Really? Yeah, I think if we took a poll. Wow. I'm regretting bringing these. Snacks and food. Oh, you brought these up. Crystal brought these incredible snacks. Well, we'll get back to, to the other topics because they're important. Sure. But you brought these incredible snacks. You hold that one up. Sure. So that's a tray full of veggies, right? Yep, yep. And this is a tray full of like sweets, like peanut butter cups, Hershey's, Twinkies, Skittles. Mm-hmm. Now, t- what's the experiment? Because this is your brainchild. I love this. Okay, well, let me tell you what inspired it. Yeah, so the good. last time I saw you, yeah. Well, the first time before that, you yeah. were like, "I was like, do you want something to drink?" And you're like, "Yes, I love Coke. You know, yeah. if you have a Coke there, that's great." <sighs> love Coke. So much sugar in Coke. And then Ooh. the second time I saw you, that same, you know, within a two month span, you walked in with an Oreo milkshake because I had a Coke ready for you because I already knew <laughs> what you like. Okay. And then you came in with an Oreo <laughs> milkshake, <laughs> and you said to me, "Oh, sorry, I stopped by." you know, McDonald's or something on my way here and yeah. got this Oreo shake, but yeah. don't worry, I'll drink the Coke. And I was like, <laughs> if you're not already diabetic, it's coming. It's around it the is? corner. It's a lot of sugar, Harland. God, I don't want to be diabetic. Well, you're not. I think you're going to be fine. You're going to get it in check. Or I mean, maybe picture this. I'm well, diabetic. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a starry Saturday night. Okay. You only have one leg because got... the diabetes got you. Oh, well, there goes the scissoring. <laughs> you can't scissor. You have a penis. Well, if I tuck it back. Or maybe you use that penis as the other leg since one leg's gone. There you go. It's long enough. So then that might work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we're improvising here. And okay. I think it would work for you. Nubbing, scissoring. Have, yeah. Well, the nub, okay, <laughs> is just, to the left. <laughs> I'm sorry. We just can't get to this food. We, it's all about scissoring. <laughs> oh. and, yeah. Well, yeah. you uh, consumed a lot of sugar. I'm on day five. No oh yeah, you, you're on a sugar sugar-free out. diet. I am. I try. Well, I'm. I'm trying to live better. It's not really a diet. I just want to like a, some lifestyle changes because I feel like yeah. I eat a crazy amount of sugar. And when you hit your late 30s, it, your body doesn't react to it like it used to. Like I've been lucky. I have a great metabolism. Yeah. But now I'm starting to learn that metabolisms don't stay that way forever. Um, Wait, have you worried about getting diabetes though? Oh yeah. Is yeah. that how you get it? Like I, I don't mean to sound like a complete idiot, but. Is that the only way to get diabetes? It's from too much sugar in your diet, or or I'm, is there other ways? I'm not ways? sure, but for okay. for me, I um, I know you can put. You know, usually you'll go to the doctor and they'll test your blood and yeah. they'll tell you you're pre-diabetic, which oh, gives you God. then the opportunity to like take some stuff out of your diet, take the foot off the gas. Yeah, like the white bread out and all the wait, white breads. Mm-hmm. I was thinking ice cream and and, and Twinkies. That too. too. Sorry, I'm bad at speaking into the mic. Yeah, that's my favorite dessert, a Twinkie. But wait, bread is... is, is, is White bread, yeah. It's a big no-no. It's at the top of the chart. Yep. 
I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And so potatoes. It, wait, and potatoes. What? Yes. I thought potatoes were mostly starch. It's my favorite. It's all my favorite. Those are all the things that you're supposed to cut out. How First thing pot- I was told to cut out, white bread, potatoes, what? and then obviously sugary snacks. So then I saw this woman, and I showed you the clip. Yeah. And she went viral on, I think, TikTok. Okay. Um, she was an elderly woman that was told by her doctor to cut out sugar. By the way, she looked like she was crawling with diabetes. Right, which for me at that point, it's like, just go for it. You know, She looked like Ronald McDonald had just come through a car wash and got stuck in the yeah. heat blower at the end. I'm sure she'd find that comment hurtful, but yeah, I can, you know, I it's, it was a pretty spot on description. Yeah. So. I want her hurting. I want her hurting so bad that she gets down on all fours so and she did scissors this thing. her own face. So she did this thing where she would smell okay. the candy or the sugary food and okay. then eat a vegetable. And it, she claims it tricked her senses. So the vegetable tasted like the candy, even though she was eating. So you want me to try this, but you're not going to try I'm gonna it. Do it with, well, you're not eating that. So I could do it with you. Oh, we're eating that. See, I think this is why you got excited about it because wow. you thought I was going to let you eat the candy. But you're not really eating the candy. Right. You're just smelling I'm smelling. It. So I, let me start it. So what do I do? I smell the, the chocolate. Which veggie do you want? Let's get it queued up. Let's try the butter lettuce. This, this oh, this piece. is butter. Oh, that's oh, this romaine. One. Romaine. Romaine. Okay, yeah, I don't know my lettuces. And by the way, if you're ever camping, these are boom. You ever, why? Why, why for camping? Well, you ever... In the woods? No, I, I don't get it. You ever been camping? Oh, you mean to wipe? Bingo, baby. Oh, okay. So that's like the leaf? I feel like this this might work a little That's bit good for wiping away scissor juice. Oh, yeah. okay. This I get is it. for the I get it. This is for I gotta learn nature's my valley. is better, I see. Yeah. Okay, great. Great. So to tell walk this me has through a it. In it. Okay. Yeah, it's got a I love that that's about what you're about to put in your mouth. Oh well, and the chocolate, so nope. You're not oh, putting yeah. it in your mouth. I'm sniffing. Okay, so, but you got to take a really big whiff. You be the director. You're, right now, you're, you're Scorsese. Direct okay, me. Ready? Okay, Harland. Yes. Take a big sniff. Real good one. Now quickly take a bite. Did it work? No. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm not kidding. Well, maybe because the chocolate's not fragrant enough. Are you kidding? This is Hershey's. They have their own fragrance. And by the way, it, it doesn't with... even smell like chocolate. It smells like somebody dipped turpentine on an old lady's okay, I'm gonna leg. I'm going to try with a Twinkie. Okay. Because Twinkies are my favorite. Wait, let me direct. Okay, you direct. You, you are Scorsese? Okay, yeah. I'll no, be I... Alfred Hitchcock. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say Michael Bay because all well, your stamina. Well, it's my podcast. Okay, go ahead. Just don't take your Twinkie and sniff. Now take the nuggets and bite. I think we're doing it wrong. It did not work at all, did no, it? No, not even in the least bit. No. Let's try it. Maybe. I'm going to break this. Oh, wait. I think I, I think I know what we got to do. Okay. Look, can I try it? Yeah, you do it. Okay, so I take the chocolate. Uh-huh. Okay, I sniff it. And then... Okay, that's cheating. Tastes just like chocolate. <laughs> Hold on. I got to do something to wash that lettuce out of my mouth. Good Lord. You don't like lettuce? Wait, I'm going to well, try it. This is because this is peanut butter cup. Oh, I love those. Oh, that one worked. It did? That worked. All right. You have to get it really close. Oh, wow, that worked. 
I'm not kidding. So you have to do them both like right in the same proximity. Mm-hmm. I'll, can I do it with a raspberry? Yeah, and then I think we should do what's it called? ASMR. I think we should scissor. Okay, go ahead. Ready? Well, you didn't say yes. <laughs> you still didn't see a laugh. You told me to move on from the scissoring, and I'm just trying to help you keep that. I know, but you said maybe next we should eat some lettuce and some coleslaw and some some Snickers bars. And yeah. I'm like, well, why won't we just go right to scissoring? No, that didn't work. Yeah. you got to kind of keep your nose in the what isn't that? chocolate. <laughs> well, I ate the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, that one worked. I bit the wrong one. Wait, maybe this will taste like a peanut butter cup. Yeah, because well, I still got it in my it. mouth. Yeah, it really does work if you keep it. It really does work. It does. But why would you want to do it so okay, that you let can me turn the, Let me chew this into the microphone because it's a new thing too. Oh yeah, you want to chew? You want to do can some exotic chew? chewing? Let's do some exotic chewing. Instead Ready? of scissoring, we'll do some chewing. Yeah, this is gonna make them hornier. Hello, Ready? baby. This is a cucumber. I like to look into your eyes. Yours is good because it's a little more animalistic because you're eating the full cucumber like that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do one big bite. But I can't swallow it. There's too many seeds. There's no seeds in These are seedless Persian cucumbers. They are? Yeah, there's no seeds in them. Oh. Do you want oh, a well, spit tray? Oh, well, there's these little ones. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's true. No, I don't want a spit tray. Do you tray. want a spit tray? No, you're really making this very, you know, I love that you're so accommodating. I am. <laughs> Mm. Can we pretend we're on a first date, and mm-hmm. then every time I ask you a question, you chew like that? Yeah. Okay. Ready? Oh, my lipstick's on it. So, um, do you want me to answer the question and then chew, or just chew and then just answer the chew. question? Just chew. Your okay. answer. Your 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 chewing is the answer. Okay. So it's uh, really nice to meet you. Um, are you enjoying your work up at IBM? Um, so any plans for the summer? Anything fun? My, uh, I know I don't know you that well, but I have some horrible news. My, my grandmother fell down the stairs and broke her back. That's exactly what it sounded like. You son of a bitch. You (laughs) Wow. That's hot. I have a lot of cucumber. Would you do me a flavor? And right there, there's a seven up. Would you just, because I got to wash this turnip and parsnip and everything else right out of my mouth. Good God. Well, I feel like we're doing it. We're doing a, um, thank you so much. I feel like we're doing, yeah, help yourself. Oh, yeah. ASMR, or what is it called? ASMRT? I don't know. What's it called when they chew into the microphone? Annoying? <laughs> Rude? No, there's this woman. She's like... That's Morse code. Oh, this has 21 grams of sugar. Oh, damn. We, good. we blew your thing. You did. 
It's okay. I deserved it after all these vegetables. Oh, well, that that experiment sort of worked, but didn't work. I can. I think it's a fail. But you you got it to work. I couldn't get it to work. But I have a deviated septum. Oh, that's why. Some say I have a deviated face, but I'm going to stick with septum. I don't see any deviation from here, but I'm only seeing one angle. How's your septum? Pretty good. I have. You know what I have? What's your worst feature? I'll tell you mine. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you have a worst feature. I do. I do. What is it? Can you say it or do you no? want to say yours first? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. You ever heard the word waddle? Yes. Look at this. I have like a waddle. But it only waddles when you do that. It's I not know, like you it, walk down the street and it waddles. I don't know. I was walking down in Santa Monica the other day and I got attacked by a family of pelicans. On your... I think it was almost... What's that a, area called? almost like a date rape. <laughs> and then I was at SeaWorld about uh, three weeks ago and they threw me out. I swallowed a salmon whole, like about a 15-pound salmon just... Right. You look like you could take it. Yeah. You look like you could. Isn't that weird? And just the name of it, the waddle. Hey, you want to touch my waddle? It sounds like a sexual part on a woman. Yeah. Like I the f- labia, the vulva, the waddle, yeah. the stermina or I whatever. Like What's you- another lady part, like a technical one? Labia. A teat? No, for the... For the vagina? Yeah. Should I know more parts? I don't know. I feel Should. like you got them. Okay, okay. You got them. So I don't even think you have a bad feature, but what is it if you have I have an artificial toenail on my right big toe. No way. It's permanently damaged, yeah. So I have a really ugly big toe on my right foot. What happened? Um, when I was younger, my dad, my, my siblings and I were fighting, and my dad lifted the kitchen table to, like, scare us and bang it down. What? And it went down on my foot. Oh, man, did your mother freak? Because you must have screamed, like, yeah, Holy I hell. started crying like crazy. It was really the bone popped out. Come on! And did your what did your mother do to your dad? Nothing. She was like she probably deserved it. Wow! I was a bad kid. <laughs> Were your siblings flipping out? Um, I think everyone, no one really understood what the extreme of it was. I think at the time, everyone was like, "Oh, she's exaggerating. She's oh, overreacting." God. Yeah, and she's exaggerating. A, <laughs> the bone sticking out, and they. Took a closer look at it, so. Wow. So now it's disfigured and deformed? And well, it looks good because I put, I go to the nail salon and I have them, you know, put a fake little thing on there. So it looks good. It looks normal. Oh, okay. now that I've told you, if you were to take a look at my feet, you'd be like, oh, I see. Yeah, it's I'd happening. probably puke. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Is it discolored? Is it like green and sort no. of orange? It's just nailless. There's oh, just no wow. real nail there. It's like a cat getting declawed. Like, imagine your thumb with no nail on it. It would just be so ugly. Yeah, it'd be hard to hitchhike. It would look like your waddle a little bit. (sighs) Look at this thing. Yeah. Exactly. Can you use waddle in a sentence? Not in the way that you're hoping for, but with a different meaning. Go for it. Like, I waddled my way to the bathroom. Oh, that, yeah. Mm -hmm. But can you use this, this, this in a sentence? Like, a waddle? Yeah, I feel like Harlan's waddle is most prominent while doing missionary. I feel like that's when it would really stand out and when it would waddle on its own. Yeah, I would just start flapping. Are you like a missionary guy? Not anymore. Yeah, I mean, I would. that's what I would think. Last thing you. I want to do is, I mean, I got, I got enough stuff flapping around mm-hmm. at that point. I don't need the waddle going. Yeah. That's where I feel like uh, the waddle would really shine. Wow. 
So just so we're clear, missionary, we demonstrated scissors. So missionary is when you lay down in the between woman on her back, the, and the man, man on top. On top right. it's, it's the most traditional way to intercourse, right. isn't it? Right. I think it's what the cavemen did. I don't think that they did much more. Than I that. see. I might disagree. What did you think their position of choice was? Well, because if you think of it, cavemen were what primal, right? Mm-hmm. So a woman laying down on her back is sort of a very vulnerable position. It's her rolling over and going, "Okay, I'm submitting. I'm l- allowing you to take me." Mm-hmm. And it's something you sort of have to prepare for. You right. lay down, you open your legs, the man gets down on top. So there's a procedure. But if you think of Neanderthal man or Homo erectus, we think of them as primal hunters and gatherers taking what they not need, just living off the instinct to survive, eat, sleep, and procreate. That's mm-hmm. how the human race sort of got propelled through evolution, right? So now you've got to think a cave woman's down by the river or the swamp, you know, drinking water. She's hunched over. She's hunched over. She's, you know, maybe uh, doing some kind of primitive needlepoint through a woolly mammoth hide. Maybe she's uh, bent over picking berries. And I, I don't find that primal man would walk up and say good evening honey would you uh, like to have intercourse over behind the log mm. i think neanderthal man just took took it right. you know that old image of him clubbing the woman over the head and dragging right. her so i think i would i would assume like like a lot of wild animals and mm. let's not you know i think we can assume that neanderthal man was had a wild streak right and i'm not trying to uh you know paint a horrible picture here but this is just reality i feel like they would have probably just walked up behind Mm. and just done it almost right to be clear we're talking about rape right now right in a sense yeah but back then it wasn't rape because well it was rape as we know it but Mm. to them it was just if you ever watch these nature shows where where primitive monkeys and and chimpanzees and everything they just jump on each other and go and then walk away right or in nature, when you see lions, you'll see the, the males just mount the females and do it and then just walk away and the mm-hmm. female. So you got to wonder, was caveman sex as polite as the missionary position? Right. Or was it just take what you need, no hard feelings? That's the way it works. We're primitive. We're primates. Am I overthinking this here? No, I mean, now that God, I need a Twinkie. Yeah. <laughs> Please. That's a lot easier to eat for you than that cucumber. Oh, huh? yeah. It's, it's my favorite snack in the world. Well, it is cream felt. Now that you've uh, painted the picture so beautifully for me. But would, would you concur with that? Like, I'm not I, just. I agree. I think I think you're right. I think. Oh, okay. Me assuming that cavemen liked missionary, I think that that was a bad assumption on my part. So Yeah. I, th- I, believe, I believe cavemen loving. If they were snuggled up under a cave bear skin or a woolly rhinoceros skin or whatever they slept under, they're huddling together for warmth. In the middle of the night, they hear the eerie, distant cry of the pterodactyl. Or whatever they do. Right. Sorry, I'm drooling. It's okay. I'm really getting into it. I I would think that maybe uh, Conga... You know, awakened by the eerie, distant call of the pterodactyl. 
really going for it, huh? Or whatever, mm-hmm. however you would do it. I would think maybe he would, you know, open his giant brow and I would open it and he just, you know, maybe roll over onto Minga or whatever, or Ook or Ankh or whatever. This what, what, is the caveman name? This is the cave woman. Oh, cave woman is Minga? So, or Ook. I like that or, name. Yeah, Mink or whatever, you know, and, and he'd roll over onto her and then you'd have the, the, the traditional missionary. Right. But outside of that, I think they're either just coming in from behind, like uh, T-Rex style, or they're scissoring on the cave floor. Do you think cavemen scissored? No. What about three-hole punched? Because there was probably a lot of... Maybe for like the homosexual cavemen, for sure. Three-hole punched. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, I could see a three-hole punch with cavemen. Yeah. The gay cavemen. Wow. Mm-hmm. So scissoring, three-hole punching. You learned a lot today, I feel. Yeah. You learned that this doesn't work. That did, didn't work for me, but that's the thing. Maybe it's a male-female thing. Mm, possibly. Because everything's male. That's why I wanted to ask you questions, too, because a lot of your stand-up act, which you got to go see or do stand-up, it's mm. hilarious. We Thank worked you. together not too long ago, and you were killing me. But a lot of yours revolves around the men-women relationship, female thing. Mm-hmm. And I had some questions about sure. who do you think does things better in a relationship? Like I, I put a little list together. Who's, who's better at this, the man or the woman, communication? Who would you say wins that prize? Well, I was thinking about this on my way over. Yeah. I was like upset about something and I was like, oh, it's... Do you want to talk about it? No. I'll get it out of you. Okay. <laughs> I'll scissor it out of you. It's You'll the see. Slurping. You'll scissor it out of me. I oh, hope yeah, so. Yeah, I will. Um, no, I was. I think with women. Yeah. We want to communicate. Okay. But communication for us is a lot of talking. With men, they just kind of get out what needs to be said. With us, there's a big buildup. Um, you can't really re- relate as much because you kind of. Sp- talk like a woman, you, you tell a long story to get to the point, which is okay. You mean like the caveman The thing? caveman, right. There was a... It was Actually, a, I wasn't finished. So okay. anyways, yeah, sure. when that... See? No, no, keep going. Um, <laughs> men just kind of want it to be more precise. They want yeah. to get to it. But for us, for women, we want you to understand where we're coming from. And, in, and we feel in order for you to do that, we really need to take it from the, the start of things and kind of uh-huh. build up to what's happening so you get to really understand what's going on in our very complicated minds so can i make an argument against you being the better communicator sure is there a point where in going for all those details and trying to fill in the blanks and make everything so crystal clear is there a point where you over communicate it's too much talking it's too much data the man therefore sort of tunes out and therefore, that makes you the worst communicator because you're communicating too much. No, because part of communicating well, is listening. And you just proved that men don't like to listen. I, I didn't say that. You said that they tune out. But I said, did they tune? See, you didn't listen to me. Okay. They tuned out because you were giving too much input. Mm-hmm. There's, there's giving information that you need and there's going over. Let's say you took your GPS 
to go to Wendy's for a burger. Mm-hmm. And in reality, it said, take a left on Sunset, go one mile, and take a right on Dahmer Street, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Take a right into Wendy's. But then mm-hmm. what if it said, take a left on Sunset, there's a fire hydrant on the side of the sidewalk, go past the fire hydrant, you'll see three trees, there's a man walking his dog, ignore the old lady peeing in the bushes, go right past the stop sign that has a sticker on it from Motorhead, and take a left into Wendy's. So you're still getting there, but it's way too much. I don't need to know. So I think I just made my point. I, I don't know, because you told me a 26-minute story about cavemen. Oh, um, by the way. And so when they're eating the woolly mammoth steaks. Mm, right. Sorry, I'll finish it later. Yeah. I could reference every point in that story. So I think your comment earlier, your observation that I'm a bad listener, was incorrect um and i think that with women it's different from a gps because we want you to understand where we're coming from we want some empathy at times from our partners and i think it's important that we take them along for the ride for them to really see how we're feeling and how we got to the emotions we're at but see now aren't you making an emotional lasagna because you're taking what should have been a simple conversation and you're layering in your emotions and the empathy and stuff that maybe has nothing to do with the place you were trying to arrive at. And therefore, once again, you overpopulated the but communication. I, I think a lot of the times you misunderstand where we're trying to arrive at. Where are That's, you trying to arrive that, at? That, that emotional... You're still not there because you've overloaded everything. Because you're a man and you're not letting me talk, Harland. Well, I'm trying to listen, but my mouth won't... That emotional lasagna is our foreplay. You know, people always Whoa, say... Wait a minute. Makeup okay. sex, right? Okay. If you get straight to the point... There would be no such thing. And for women, I think it's important to get that every so often. So let me tie it's the this only together. Time, it's the only time women will admit that they're wrong. When? When there's makeup sex, sex at the end of it. So the over-communicating mm-hmm. is also in there for not just getting to the point, but it's an added layer of gamesmanship Mm -hmm. that goes beyond the conversation and into later in the day and possibly into the bedroom. See, these are secrets I'm not really supposed to be telling you. So you've over-communicated, clearly. Right. (laughs) Lucky for you, I'm not listening. But you were game for our... Pardon me? Dessert stuff, so... (laughs) What? I'm going to take a sip of water. Is somebody talking? That was very... Sorry, I, slurp. I know I was doing it for you because you're too much of a lady to do okay. it. So I did it sure. so you could understand. I was communicating I understand. slurping. Um, so in conclusion. Right. Yeah. Concluded. Who's the better communicator? I know we, we talked about, we talked a lot of lasagna and cave people, but who, who's the better communicator in the end? I ask you, I won't. Right. I think women, ultimately, I think if mm. we need to get straight to the point, we do because... It's just something we're capable of. It's just not what we want to do. Why, though? What, what, what's I, in it I, for you? I mean, I can't tell you all the secrets, Harland. I, I told you one, and I yeah. feel like that one is a big gem of a secret that you now have, and you know, and so do your listeners or viewers, however they're deciding to take this episode in. You know. Yeah. Well, okay, as a man, though, mm-hmm. can I say that that's a frustrating approach? I can understand how it's frustrating. Like for... for, for and they for, want you to take that frustration out on their vaginas. 
Are you oh, getting it at all? Talk my ears off and then grab them. What's the next question? Wow, you, 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 the way you ended with that, when you end with my vagina, you just won. I know. You're a good communicator. I know how to move on from a conversation. Moveon.org. So. Um, all right, what about this one? Okay. Who's better, men or women? Spontaneity. Men. Ah, why? We like to plan. We like I, I, well I thought agree. out I stuff. Agree. And it's funny because I'm always the more romantic one in relationships. Oh, that's the next one. Right. Save that. Okay, I'll save it. Um, but I do think women are, are more so planners because we have a lot more on our plate than men do typically. Like what? Well, especially now because women, women work now. We're not just slaving away in the kitchen and raising kids. Yes. A lot of women are doing both or they're also tending to their man. I work full time, but anytime I'm in a relationship, I'm always very active in my partner's life and helping in any way he needs help. That's nice. Yes. And so with all of that, we just like to take more on, you know, than a man does. Men, it's like you go to your job, you come back. What what other things really do you feel like are you bring, being spread thin doing as a man? Give me some examples. Spread thin? Mm-hmm. So you work, obviously. Yeah. What else? Uh, I don't know. You Sometimes you're just spread thin emotionally because you're working hard and you're maybe you go play, go to the gym or play some sports and then sometimes you can be a bit exhausted physically and emotionally and you do just want to like, flop. Right. You don't necessarily want to engage in a sensitive conversation or a petty conversation or a rational sometimes you just want to flop do you ever feel emotionally drained by women who are in your life yes i have and is it because they're very argumentative and won't let go of things yes what are some things that they complain about oh gosh sometimes it can be something very deep and emotional and sometimes it can be the most random stupid thing like hey i like uh, the color green since when do you like the color green and here we go for a you know three hour argument because i said i like the color green do you think maybe it's your fault because you brag so much about your stamina well so they think maybe you could really go for hours in the argument department as well and then in the end, I can't. Right. I can't back it up. A lot of times, that's what happens when people brag about things. Yeah. I talk a good game. Right. But I don't play a good game. Right. So I said I could go for an hour and a half to six hours. I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't say that earlier, but I'm adding that now. Mm-hmm. But when you get me in the bedroom, right, it's almost about, what, a minute? You look in my eyes, what would you say I last? A minute. A I would say at tops, you know, and that's at the top of your game, like yeah, first thing in the morning after a cup of coffee, right? I think you're okay. right. You're like an onion. We're peeling back the layers. This is and good. What does I think an onion do? It very makes therapeutic you cry. for you, right? Crying. And you're making these poor girls cry because you're promising them three hours and you're giving them less than a minute. Yeah. Do you see where they're coming from now? Yeah, but it feels like three hours. It does, I'm sure. And that's where, you know, you're a little bit mistaken. Maybe. No, I meant the three hours when I'm sobbing in their arms oh, feels like three okay. hours. I thought we were t- coming to the conclusion that you might be a little delusional, but no, I understand no. that. When, when, no, the, the, the act is like, and then I need to emote, I need to cry in their arms, be held, nurtured, cuddled. Right. See what I'm talking to. about? We have a lot of, lot on our plate as women. <sighs> okay. I have a seed. She said. Not yours. That's what she said too. 
but we're getting somewhere now, Harland. Well, we didn't, you didn't hear my side about spontaneity. Okay, go ahead, please. Okay. I think that men are more spontaneous and a little more dangerous because they don't plan as much. Mm. And I think, and you can say yay or nay, but I think it makes them a little more fun because a man will say, hey, let's just jump in the pickup truck and go drive and we don't need to make a reservation. We'll just find a cool little old hotel, a retro place on the side of the road. And Do girls like that or is I that? I feel most, most women love that. Oh, they do. I, Good. I That's been I, my experience. Yeah, I think most women would love that. I think Good. I I don't like surprises. I don't like to oh. get. I don't like to be caught off guard, which is weird. Um, huh. But most women do. But most why women. don't you? Like, you wouldn't like it if if your guy just said, "Hey, baby, you don't need to know. Just jump in the truck, throw some stuff in a bag. We're going for a weekend out this way, and we'll stop when we stop, and we're, we're just going to be a road trip, an adventure." That doesn't. No. Does that give you anxiety or it something? It does. It does. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's weird. I'm not high maintenance. I like to do very like casual things. We yeah. take a lot of road trips. I, you know, I drive out to Zion National Park twice a year, wow. camp out there. It's great. My favorite guy. But I wouldn't want anyone to say like hop in because I like to be prepared for everything. Yeah. So I just feel like any sort of surprise, I'm just unprepared. Maybe I'm a little A type and that has a lot to do with it too. But yeah, um, yeah I'm not big on surprises. Okay. So it sounds like in your relation, the man would be the more spontane- spontaneous. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that brings us around to the one you brought up, romance. Who's Ooh. more romantic? I, 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 it's hard for me to speak on this because I'm like the most romantic person in the world. Ooh. So, um, but, and it's funny because I was always like, you know, the last guy I was with was super, super romantic. And oh. it was the first time I had ever been with someone who was romantic. More than you? More than me, more than Ooh. I think anyone in the world. Wow. Uh, and it was exhausting to be around because any little thing I would do for him, he felt like he had to reciprocate times 10 because oh, he was the wow. man. Yeah. Um, so, so it became competitive almost? A little bit. And Ooh. it's just, it's just my natural nature to just be romantic and do sweet things. Yeah. I'm just a thoughtful person. My dad was the same way. Oh, yeah, especially so, when he smashed your foot with the table. Yeah, that was him being thoughtful, like, Super hey. Super romantic, yeah. You know, get your head and get your head right. Yeah. So, um, now, if a, if a man is... My poor dad. Is your poor dad, your poor <laughs> he didn't table. Mean it. Well, mm-hmm. is, if a man's too romantic, though, like if a guy's, like, overdoing it with the flowers and running your bath and... A gift every night, does that get a little almost effeminate? Does that sort of step on the manliness? Can, can you overdo the I romantic play? As a man or as a woman, you don't want to do that because then you're sort of love bombing someone. Um, right. There's an interesting term. Describe yeah. that term. That's, well, it's when you kind of, it's all, it's kind of a manipulation tactic where oh. you're just kind of blindsiding them with all this romantic stuff so that yeah. they like you. Uh, and then one day it just kind of goes away. But I think also you don't want to give too much in the beginning of something because then someone's constantly going to have their hand out. And right. that's what the relationship's going to be. Um, so You're I think smart. there should be a buildup to these things. I don't think, I think it's little sweet things are nice yeah. in the beginning, but unless it's a, a like a long-term committed thing or, you know, where you guys have really gotten to know each other, yeah. I don't think the surprises or the romance should be that big of a deal. Unless again, it's someone you've known for a while, and you've, right. you've really been pursuing this person, you finally get that chance to be with them. Um, but I think you should get to know each other because you don't want the person going into this thinking, I'm going to get things out of this person. Yeah. Um, so this is a good 
person for me. You want them to yeah. be interested in you and you alone. Yeah. Not what you can do for them. Yeah. I think you're bang on with that one. And one thing I'll add is I think if, if your relationship goes the distance, I think it's important to drop periodically those little romantic gestures. Never let them trail off completely. Like every now and then bring home a little gift or take them out or say something like that. That should be continual, I think. I agree. And everyone's different. Some people, what's the book um, for the acts of service? Some people are different. They like gifts. Some like acts of service. Some like, I think, affection. I don't, I'm I'm saying it all wrong, but yeah. everyone, some women need that where they need little trinkets here and there yeah. from their partner. And it doesn't necessarily even mean that they need to be expensive, but they just want to know that you spent your day thinking of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then others, it's very important for them to spend quality time, physical time with their partners. Yeah. Um, and then for me, I'm super affectionate to the point where I feel like I might be the most ex- affectionate person I know ever. Wow. All my friends have said that, but I'm affectionate with everyone. My girlfriends, yeah, partners. That's, that's kind of cool. That's beautiful. I love hugging, holding hands. Yeah. Cu- you know, it is beautiful, but I think it can be overwhelming sometimes for some people. It can be. Is but, there is there a thing that someone does to you that that's affectionate like that? They do something and it annoys you. You know, no. sometimes you're sitting in a movie theater and maybe someone puts their arm around you or the way they hold your hand, it's annoying. Never. I love affection. Unless it's a random stranger doing it, then that's an yeah, issue, but yeah. I don't think I don't think I've ever I have like a good I'm pretty good at judging what type of people I'd be interested in. So I would never go on a date with someone I'm unsure of being attracted to or being into. So I've never been in a situation where I'm like at a movie and a guy's putting his arm around me on a first date. And I'm like, ugh, this fucking asshole. You know, I'm usually into it. You know what I hate is, and and it's a, it's a nice sign of affection that, that women do, but some of them like to go like this up and down your, Mm -hmm. I call that tickle tations. It drives me insane. Like I hate it. Like it, you hate it, but I, you love it. No, I oh, hate it. It, it, it. it just annoys that. T- oh, it annoys you. I thought you were talking about what's getting you revved up. No, no, it annoys me. And it's like, you can't. What annoys you? Is it, it itchy? It's just, it, it's just, it's an irritating, like it's not yeah. a grab. It's yeah. not a great, it, it's yeah. just. I wouldn't a, be into that either. And to you're be watching the movie and I, the, the amount of times that, you know, you, they have the drink in the cup holder. Mm-hmm. The amount of times I like pull away and thank God for those drinks. Cause I can, you know, I can literally break the thing. And then I'll just hold my drink for for an elongated period of time and just be like sipping. Or you should switch it up. Like if she's doing that, just grab her hand and just hold it. I've actually on occasion just told girls, I said, this, I hate this. Don't do it. Good. And you you, kind of got to, you got to communicate like that. Did they cry ever and turn it into a three hour conversation? I think it comes back. It Mm -hmm. all comes back. And you know, that's the thing. It's such a, it's such a crazy dance. Right. Um, we talked about getting competitive. Mm-hmm. You, you obviously clearly know how to do your makeup. Like mm-hmm. It's it's immaculate. Thank you. I've done it the same way since I was like 17. It looks great. Thank you. I do a thing. Would you be competitive? Would you feel intimidated if I put a little makeup on here in front of you and tried to kind of mm-hmm. see if I can kind of the, well, then I would feel like, um, I was brought here with false pretenses because I was told this was going to be about me and now you're making it about you. I know, but the conversation, which is half you, is about being competitive. And I think if I do this and it brings something in you out, 
it's right back on you. So let, let me show you, and we'll, we'll go from here. I use something called, I shop at Sephora. Okay. And I use Kat Von D's Midnight uh, Star Splash. Wow, you're really going for sprinkled it. Sprinkled with cinnamon. Okay. And if I just applied a little eyeshadow to kind of, you know, bring Even my... Even up the playing field a little bit? Yeah. Sure. Uh, and see Are if Are we that... competing for scissoring or what's happening? Well, I don't know. Let's see what comes out. Okay. And I, you I'm, don't need a mirror. You're just I don't need a mirror. I just, I just do it. I did this when you're when you're using Kat Von D's. Wow, that's really highly pigmented eyeshadow. Yeah, well, I like to, uh, I like to pop and drop, as they say. Okay, you're definitely popping and dropping. Here we go, Kat Von D's Midnight. Wow, I like that you just went for the expensive shadow versus CVS brand. Well, I that, respect that. That sounded a little catty and competitive. Well, to be because honest. I think that just kind of tells the audience that you know that I don't wear cheap shit. So you really wanted okay. to come and bring it. So you hit us with the Sephora and Kat Von D. She's popular, doesn't go on sale. So you paid premium pricing to come bring it today. And I think that that shows a big sign of respect to me. Okay. okay. Whether well, you like to admit it or not. No, I like the way you, you kind of came at me hard, like mm -hmm. a freight train running in the sure. night. Hit a sure. moose, hit an elk, mm -hmm. hit a caribou, tossed mm -hmm. them in the air. Mm -hmm. Really kind of knocked me down a lot of pegs, like right. Helen Keller doing tiling on a roof and falling down the ladder with braces on her legs. Sure. And then you uh, you sort of brought me up at the end, mm -hmm. and that was kind of crafty. You kind of mm -hmm. knocked me down, but then sort of lifted me up. Right. But part of me wonders if you lifted me up. So you can knock old Helen Keller down again. See how I do it? <sighs> right. If you would have come with some wet and wild shit, I would have felt disrespected. And I probably would have gotten up and left. But you came with the good shit. And um, because well, of that, I I'll allow it. I fight fire with fire and I'm going to put on another layer. Okay. There we go. Oh, you're really going for it. I'm into this it. This is called Midnight Moon Dance. Great. Von I D. love I that you're not even trying to stay in the lines. Well, some of us can wear their stuff without having to be all uh, articulated, whatever that means. Mm -hmm. Wow. Jealous much? Yeah, I am. Can I can hear it in your voice. I am. Um, I like how it really brings out the gray in your hair. The well, blue. Well. And I like how you... Sounded like an insult, maybe. Added a little to your nose, too. Is that like to contour it or? No, I did that on purpose because it's, I call it the triangle effect. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of, when people are looking at you, it makes my nose look more linear. And that's contouring, um, just so you know. <laughs> well, maybe to you. Well. I like how it matches my laugh. background, your eyeshadow. Well, I think it matches mine even more. Okay. Dark blue versus. Where do you plan to go um, with all this eyeshadow on? Uh, I'm going down to Mary Callender's tonight, mm -hmm. and uh, me and some of the girls are going to uh, have some uh, meat pies, some uh, crab puffs, mm. and then we're going to go uh, throw our tampons at uh, school buses so you can you stick them to the windows. Is that what you think women do? Well, I know me and my gals do. Okay. You have a pretty strong crew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do my eyes look? Are they popping? I mean, would I consider you competition at this point in my life? Um, no. 
But no, you know, be I, honest. I did have an awkward stage in my 20s, and I feel like back then you could have been competition for me. Today, no. You know, it's just... Do I look the least bit feminine at all? You do. Then I have to ask. Especially with the Princess Leia headphones. Right. The way that they're on. So if I got a little bit of a woman vibe going... You're kind of doing like a KD Lang for me. Oh, wow. A little bit. What was her song? Helpless Shelter or whatever? Mm. I'm not sure. You never went to Lilith Fair? It was before my time. Okay. So. Do you have it's makeup remover? You're making I could me. just seduce <laughs> the camera for a minute. You ever seduce the camera? All the time. Try it. No, no. It's a different kind of video. I think I won this round. Yeah, you did. This is all you. It's your time to shine. <sighs> all right. I have to s take a step back at times. It's like charity work. <sighs> What's that? This is when I, f I do my butterfly kisses with my Kat Von D Midnight Star Splash with cinnamon. Can I see that? Oh, you can't hear it. It's a harp. It's oh, I a harp. Can hear it. Yeah. Butterfly kisses. This is to my viewers. It's a little treat I do for them when I. Do you know how to do butterfly kisses? It's just your eyelashes, right? Yeah. Do you want to do one together? You Not do really. one to your camera and I do one to mine. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Another okay. one. <laughs> Am I the first person you've put makeup on for? Yeah. Thank you. Well, I told you. What did I say at the beginning? You're the most beautiful person we've had on the podcast, Thank and you. I know I had to play hard. I was brave. I had to get out on the court, play brave. hard, take brave. the shots. Not a lot of people want to come, you know. In one minute. In one minute, right? Especially me. Not a lot of people want to go to bat, you know. And uh, you came and you brought it. What did you say? I did what? All this competitiveness has had me work up an appetite. So I'm eating your rabbit's food. <laughs> hey, you brought it, not me. All right, we, before we get to our last segment. Okay, what is, there's another segment. The final segment, we do it with everyone. You're going to like it because it involves fashion. Oh, okay. Before we get there, tell people about where they can see you, where they can find you on your Instagram. Tell them about how they can get in touch with Crystal. Okay, you can follow me on social media. I am Crystal Marie. I have a new podcast coming out in a month. It's called Call Me Mommy. It's about women's health. You're going to love it. A lot of what we discussed today, like scissoring and, um, you know, the makeup of the female vagina Things of that nature. Really? Mm -hmm. So this was sort of like a warm, a preamble this to that? This was a warm up, a little bit. Yeah. I have a feeling you're going to have a whole Neanderthal segment now. I, I, I do think it's important that I mention that. Yeah. You know, because it's supposed to be all the things your parents were supposed to teach you, but didn't. Yeah, but so I did. I bring in, right, bring in a lot of health professionals and maybe you can help me find a specialist in the caveman. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, you used to be, or you are an EMT, right? Like I went a, to UCLA for uh, UMT. I graduated there for UMT training, yeah. Which means? EMT training. E- which means if I want to go be an EMT, I can. I no, was, but what's oh. an EMT to the lay person? Most people oh. watching my show we don't know a, stuff. Oh, really? They, they don't, don't know, know what stuff. an EMT is. Come they don't on. know. Most of them don't even know what an AT&T is. Oh, okay, well, EMTs. Um, so we are like the fluffers. We take care of the person we're the first ones to get there but then we're just kind of shoot away get where though when the when there's an emergency when someone calls 911 and you need an ambulance yeah first usually the first person to arrive to the scene is an emt emt and the paramedics come and imagine we'll if shoot you away. Were, imagine if you were you were there and you were dying at a gunshot wound and instead of an emt showing up et showed up oh wow and beat you there. But I feel like he has those secret powers. Right. He has that glowing finger so he could just heal you before you guys right. got there. And like you're like, didn't you get that. shot? And they're just like, go home. No. Um, well, tell them more about your podcast. Oh, and sure. And also your, your, where they can follow you if you want or see sure. your stand-up comedy. Follow me. At I am Crystal Marie. I post everything there. Anytime I'm going to be on okay. stage, anytime I'm in a, a new city, uh, it's all there. Good. Yeah. That's ex- very easy. Just follow me on social. Yeah. That's exciting. Congratulations on the new uh, podcast. Thank you. Really, really well, loving that makeup. Well, it's it's not. I don't love it. It's my my audience loves my You're butterfly doing it for them. kisses. That's well, they're sweet. so soft and gentle. Have you That's ever had sweet. a butterfly or a moth land on you in your I sleep have. and lay Do they eggs request up? the butterfly kisses? Like, does yeah, your audience usually they do. comment? In like, the can comments, you give us more? more more butterfly kisses, and so you should try one with like a wave. Oh, you're gonna do? You're gonna come in my camera. That's aggressive. I just want to make sure everyone gets an, enough, you know, butterfly kisses. You don't feel like I've given enough love to the... Well, you gave, you did it once if you want to do one more. Oh, I don't. I don't. Are you sure? I feel like I gave them a lot today. Yeah, you I gave I chewed a on lot. camera. Yeah. Um, the final segment, mm-hmm. I think you'll like this. This is called, ready? Yes. Words from a wooden shoe. Okay. And this is an authentic Dutch clog. Okay. How it works, Crystal, is you reach inside. You don't look. There's random words in here. Mm -hmm. And you read the word and tell us if it relates to you in any way in your life, a story, a memory, something you saw. Okay. So it's just sort of random. Reach on in there. Words from a wooden shoe. You have to stretch real quick. Yeah, stretch. Actually, move your mic away. And just do a nice long stretch, if you don't mind. Yeah, just take your time, stretch to the roof. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Let's see. What do we got? Words from a wooden shoe. The words are... Well, it's spelled wrong, but it's supposed to be psychological trauma. Well, maybe it's spelled right and someone doesn't know how to communicate. Um, Psychological trauma outside of this podcast. Right. Have you? Is there any story or memory that relates to? There might be too many for this podcast. We should have started with this. <sighs> you know, my parents are Iraqi immigrants. There's a lot of that uh, from my childhood. So, Is there one, one stellar standout? trauma that we can leave our viewers on an upbeat happy note at your pain and suffering and hurt it's a good question let me think of a good one 
I'll do some butterfly kisses while you. Please do while I think. I have to have a couple of raspberries to really get it going. Oh, you need some raspberries? <laughs> okay. That was aggressive. Well, you said you wanted some raspberries. That was another time when you, yeah, when you do the raspberry, that's when your waddling starts to waddle more too. <laughs> wait, wait. Do the raspberry. It's a butterfly waddle. Ready? To... See that? How it did that? Did it vibrate? <laughs> oh God, I feel oh. ill. That's this, this is psychological trauma on me now. You saying that is actually psychologically traumatized. What's the psychological trauma that you've had prior to this episode? Okay, but you're the you're the guest, so you have to tell it. But I'll I'll tell one, but I want to hear yours. Okay, first. what's a good psychological trauma Maybe it'll for jog me? My memory. Oh, God, I don't know. Maybe um, going to boarding school. I remember it was sort of a violent place. Mm. I remember seeing a lot of sort of... Um, Who sent you to, to boarding school? My parents. But I had this, this, one, this one roommate who was an older guy. He was like, he was a bit older than the other boys. He was like two years older, but he went there, but he was a little bit mentally slower. Mm-hmm. And he had severe um, epilepsy. Mm. And he'd, ha- he'd, he'd have these fits and he'd get... And he was he's sort of like, it was a little bit almost Forrest Gumpy. Mm-hmm. And so some of the other kids would pick on the poor guy, but he's kind of a big guy, like a gentle giant. Mm. And our boarding school was way out in the country and not far from it was a railroad track. Like the trains went down the railroad track. And one day they, they were just like sort of tormenting this guy, this kind of gentle giant who was a bit kind of slow. And, and, and all of a sudden he just sort of snapped and he didn't know how to handle everything that was coming at him. And, and he started running. He ran out of the school and he ran out the front gate and he ran down the, the road and he's running near the railroad and a train was coming. And you just hear, you know, it's coming in the distance. Now he, he starts running right beside the railroad tracks and he's going to run in front of it. And me, I was his roommate, me and one of the other guys literally had to run beside him and kind of like body check him away from the train and I just remember it was sort of traumatizing because he was such a vulnerable sort of guy, you mm-hmm. know? He, he was a simple guy, but he didn't know how to handle being picked on, and he didn't understand. And, and it was sort of, it was, it was psychologically traumatizing because you, you saw how delicate humans are and how cruel and vicious they can be, mm-hmm. where they find a weakness and instead of you know nurturing the weakness, they they traumatized the weakness. Right. And it, and it was tough to see this guy who physically probably could have crushed all of them, but didn't have the means or the mental capacity to handle it. Right. And instead, he just for, looked for this simple way out, which was to run in front of this oncoming train. And I was Poor like, it kid. always it always stayed with me. Yeah, yeah, that is very traumatizing. I sort of blame his parents too because I I, I, I wondered if they maybe put him in the school to try and get him out of the way because he oh, might have been worse. Devastating. Because he didn't belong. Like it, I don't say he didn't belong there, but it, it, you know, boarding school is a very kind of tough place. Why were you sent there? My parents just sent me there. Well, did you, they, do you come ex- from a lot of money? Aren't boarding schools expensive? They did okay. Good. 
but but they 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 said it was to get me a, a higher education. Mm. I secretly think it was tr- to get me out of the house because mm-hmm. I was a bit of a troublemaker. Were you an only child? I was the one boy out of four, four, five kids, four sisters. Wow. So I, I I to this day don't know if I buy there to get a better education, but but uh, at any rate, this it's funny because they just try to get rid of you in a Middle Eastern household. If it was one boy and five girls, the boy would be the golden child. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting how white people yeah. treat their yeah. treat their boys. Get them out. Get them out. Get that son of a. Yeah. But yeah. it. But it was. Uh, yeah. So that the, the, it was sort of like the wrong environment for this kid. This kid need, I, th- I think, a gentler place. It wasn't a place where he could thrive ever. Yeah. It was, and it wasn't just that day. It was constant, like kind of every day you saw something or if it didn't happen that day you knew it was coming people would kind of stick the poke the stick through the cage Mm -hmm. and so that was a little you know but in a way it also it taught me a lesson it wasn't bad but it also sort of taught me to be kind to people and when you do see someone that you know isn't at a certain level or if someone's hurting or down you you show compassion and you 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 try to help and not be that cruel entity, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Well, that was sweet that you knew from a young age to show compassion. I think that's a beautiful thing about you. Well, I didn't learn how to show a lot of compassion till I got older. Okay. But now I feel like I overdo it. I'm so sensitive. I feel like the older I get, the oh. more sensitive I get. So. That's okay, though. It's better yeah. to be that way. It's better way that than way than the other, the other right? Way. Yeah. Right. It is. Um, I'll tell you my traumatizing thing. Here we go. When I got my period... My parents never, my mom never spoke to me about any of these things. The first period. My first ever period. Okay. Right. I was in the sixth grade. Okay. Um, and I didn't know what was happening because no one's ever talked to me about it. Right. So I was cramping up. I was feeling sick. My teacher was like, what's wrong with you? And sixth grade is kind of a little early for a girl to get yeah. her period. Um, especially me because at the time I was like really, really thin. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going to the hospital because I had no idea what was going on. Oh. They ended up taking me to the hospital thinking like something was wrong because I had turned pale white Whoa. and I kept like crouching down, whatever. Um, so again, no one talked to me about it, but then the doctor was like, you're getting, you know, you're, you got your period, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't know that you only get your period because sex education didn't come until the eighth grade. Right. So I didn't know you only get your period once a month. No one talked to me about it. My mom, even after that, didn't talk to me about it. You know, she was forced into an arranged marriage, had Whoa. my brother at 18, me at 19. She didn't know. There was a lot wow. she didn't know either, you know, that her mom didn't talk yeah. to her about. Um, so I didn't know you get it once a month. So I wore a pad for a full year. I was wearing pads for a full year thinking I just am supposed to wear them forever. You're like the original SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Here's where the trauma comes in. Whoa, okay. So back then, pads are, were not like how they are now. Yeah. Now they're very thin and they capture everything you needed to capture. Back then, they were giant. They looked like diapers. Yeah. So people would say I had like a saggy ass because... For a full year, I had these giant pads on. Well, me. you know you're supposed to wear it on the front, right? Yes, but it's so long. You it know, went right up your crack. I had the cheap ones. You know, we didn't. Oh, we didn't sure have, you weren't wearing an We didn't have the diaper? big butts for. You know, the always yeah. we got the generic brand, which is a lot thicker. You uh, know, yeah, so yeah. the Costco tampons. Yeah, pa- pads, yeah. not even the tampons. Oh, the pa- Costco tampons. Pads, I was told yeah. you'll lose your virginity if you wear a tampon. So I didn't wear a tampon until I hit like. 
19 or 20. I didn't start tamponing actually yeah, till after 20 because I lost my virginity in my 20s. So that was when I was felt it was safe to wear a tampon. My, yeah, it was traumatizing. One of my fat sisters had a one of those giant pads on and it was unbelievable. Her said the home of the whopper on the front of it. Mm. <sighs> Funny. But so that was traumatizing for you because the kids thought you had some type of deformity. Yeah, and then one guy was like, "Oh, you look like you have a fat pussy." It was just really wow. Weird. It was a lot of weird. In grade six, mm-hmm. some kid in your class in grade six knew about a fat pussy. Yeah, we dated after that. So wow, wow, fat pussy. You don't hear that a lot. No. You don't even know what that means. Like, what does a fat pussy mean at yeah. the, in the sixth grade? Yeah. Like, you're feeding it well? What's happening? Yeah. When you unzip Maybe you're your, overfeeding it? Right. When you unzip your pants, it, like, thuds to the floor. But how disappointing. You think someone has a fat pussy, but it's a pad. Yeah. Or maybe not. Can't imagine At least someone. you'd have a place to rest your head. True. Very pillowy. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm a little traumatized by that. At least yeah. I thought you were going to have one of those first period stories where you, you went and you had white jeans on right. and it went off. No, because I had those giant pads. So that yeah. wasn't anything I ever had to worry about. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, folks. Words Sorry. From, no, that, that's a good story. I just had to one-up your Boo Radley story. That's who I would think that guy you grew up with. What, did, you, did you ever read To Kill a Mockingbird? It's a Boo Radley, yeah. Does yeah. this remind you a little of Boo Radley? Boo Radley, played by, um, what's his face? Uh, the guy from Apocalypse Now. Um, J.D. Salinger. Mm-hmm. To Kill a Mockingbird. Played by Robert Duvall. And starring Gregory Peck. Wow. I was just talking about the book, but you're going in deep. That's the movie. Mm-hmm. And then in the book, there's that famous scene where... He kills the... The, the little girl whose name is it? Is it... Tig? What's what's the little girl's name? I don't remember her name. It's I a goofy remember. name like Stick right. or Tig or something. And I always laughed. It was scary, but I laughed. But she went to the high school dance with her little sister or little brother, and she dressed up like a giant ham or a pork chop. Mm-hmm. And I never forget, she was like running down the street because Boo Radley came out and visualizing her dressed as a giant piece of meat. <laughs> it was the weirdest it was the weirdest story, but it was so cute. Mm-hmm. To Kill a Mockingbird. That's like a kind of an intense book to force kids to we- read. Yeah. It's part of our curriculum for school. Yeah. But it, but it was it was good. It was yeah. it was a really well-written book. Mhm. And I'm if you've ever if you've ever had a mockingbird, by the way, the state bird of California, the mockingbird. Oh, it is. Yeah, and you know it, who loves mockingbirds who? is uh, Tom Rhodes, comedian Tom Rhodes. Why? I don't know. He's got a bunch of stuff at his place. He does podcasting out of his yeah place, and he you can see the um, he tries to bring them all in. See, that's a huge error. Why? Because mockingbirds are the rich littles or the Frank Caliendos of the bird world. They're called mockingbirds because they can imitate. The cry, the call, the song of every other bird. Mm. So that's why they say they're mocking them. They're tricksters. They can imitate. They're masters of mimicry. And the the other thing people don't know, and Rhodes probably is going to learn this the hard way, is they're one of the only birds that starts singing when it's still dark. So if you have a mockingbird nesting near your home within 50, 60 feet, 
they will, to defend their territory, they're very vocal, they will start defending their territory at about 3.30 in the a.m. when it's still dark. They're one of the only birds that sings in the dark. So not only do they do their own voice, but they do the call of 60 other birds. So if you have one nesting in your area, you are not going to sleep. They are loud. They are piercing, and when there's no other noise and you're trying to sleep, it's like a car alarm that's getting date-raped by a Morse code machine or something. Mm. So you don't want mockingbirds in your hood. Right. This got intense. This took a turn. This got really angry. Yeah, Yeah. I was into it, though. But I've been traumatized. I listened to every single word you said, so. All right, then, since you're such a good communicator, communicate it all uh, back. um, Well, all I know is steer clear of... The mockingbirds. Not what I said. Um, you, you also said listening. that they sing at night, and that sounds like a nightmare. You yeah. also said that I dethroned every other person on this podcast for best looking. So I hope I have no beef with Jesselneck. Um, I would hope not. Well, you did. You can't count. This is your podcast. You don't. You don't get to count. Well. Okay. Guest was the word. And I'm not going to argue with you. Unless this is your alter ego that's considered a separate guest of me. I don't eat waffles. Okay. But if you want some alter egos. That made, you know, a lot of sense. Wait, did you say egos or egos? I said egos. Okay, I thought you said egos. Mm -hmm. I wasn't listening. Alter ego. Alter egos. (laughs) Now I want an ego. Yeah, I see. I win. (laughs) All right, here we go. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. Crystal, thank you so much thank for being you, here. Thank you, Harlan. You are so fun. Check her out. Go to her Instagram and say the pod, the new podcast one more time. Call me mommy. Mommy. Thank you. I do as I'm told. That's Appreciate it for today, it. everybody. That's a good little man. Do what you're told. Sorry. <laughs> thank you for being here. Until next time, chicken chow mein, everybody. This is insane. Wait, can you do me a favor? Yeah. When I bite into this soft cookie just to mess with people's minds, you bite into the crunchy. Sure. So we, we freak them out. The the, 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 the textures don't match. Okay. Ready? That's what you call a mind fuck. We'll see you next time, losers. <laughs>